When we hear the names of the following Republican figures, and I won't categorize them as politicians, uh, because up until now, I I see very little evidence of any worthwhile efforts on their behalf at writing legislation for their constituents. And I I am talking about uh, Republicans such as Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Madison Cawthorn, Matt Gates, and a few others. Thereby, I am increasingly becoming more convinced that uh, Trumpists, like those Republicans, they did not campaign to win their respective offices, then come to D.C. to work for their constituents. However, I'm more convinced they became members of Congress simply for no other reason than to be members of Congress. Uh, Such a notion brings to mind something relative to the Peter Principle. Uh, Some of you may not have heard of the Peter Principle. You can Google uh, the Peter Principle and try to get a definition of that, but this is how I see it. Uh, what their behavior constitutes something relative to the Peter Principle. In my view, these people were not the most capable, some were not the most intelligent, and some were not the most qualified to operate at a cognitive level that is required of their respective offices. They are representative of what the Peter Principle attempts to define. Thus far, we have not seen the job performance, the level of job performance from these Republicans typically associated with an elected member of our political establishment. In order to be convinced that these people are merely influencers rather than legislatures, we can, we can look at the first 100 days of their job performance. And first, let's just make an appropriate analogy here. Let's pose the question, what's the difference between, let's just say, a physician and an influencer that you find in social media, like YouTube, uh, Twitter, etc.? While in 2021, few of us would consider any member of Congress to be the equivalent of a physician. Much like medical professionals, the ostensible task of a member of the United States or Senate is to safeguard the health of an entity. And in the case of Congress, uh, anyway, so in the case of Congress, a nation, uh, through periods of serious turmoil, turmoil, and terrible danger. So, yeah. By comparison, the only job an influencer has is to capture our attention. Once an influencer has the attention of an audience, they use that attention to advance their own self-interest, purely their own self-interest. Then they feed their self-advancement back to their audience in ways that further engage attention. 
but are also designed to make viewers feel like they've accomplished something. And indeed, in 2021, Congress is little more than a platform for a subset of Trump Party influencers that includes all of the individuals I mentioned above. It seems that the goal of a House or a Senate GOP influencer, and I'm going to use that term, is to become either a Senate GOP influencer, a Fox News weekend host, and or a, uh, a regnary author with a mid-six-figure mid advance or a member of the presidential candidate in some way. That's just my thought on that. And let's examine the first 100 days of a GOP on this list. For example, we're going to go ahead and single out Representative Lauren Boebert to a large degree. Early on, Boebert has engaged in all kinds of crackpot conspiracy theories associated with QAnon. And as we all know, QAnon supporters uh, wanted to kill House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And no doubt, a lot of them, if not all of them, still do. Uh, Essentially, Boebert has held numerous rallies. That's where she spent most of her time, going to all these numerous rallies. Um, stoking violence, and of course, uh, spewing conspiracy theories. And in just a few days from getting sworn in, she then became involved with the insurrectionists. And allegedly, uh, she may have tweeted Pelosi's location and allegedly uh, may have given capital tours after hours, supposedly uh, to members of her family, and there may have been other unnamed individuals. Other, other than spending her time partaking in, in treasonous activities, unashamedly, she has also fundraised off of mass shooting, as Market Wash News uh, reported. And this is what they said. They said, As the nation mourned its second mass shooting within a week on Tuesday, this is some weeks ago, a Colorado Republican drew backlash for appearing to use the tragedy as a fundraising opportunity. Two hours after a gunman fatally shot 10 people in a Boulder grocery store, Representative Lauren Boebert's campaign sent supporters an email with the subject line, I told Beto, hell no, to take in our guns. Now we need to tell Joe Biden. So, lest you think the message ended there and that the email uh, it appeared in was, was not, not a fundraising email, uh, the, the readers who clicked on the email quickly encountered a series of red buttons and this, and this text. Will you help me send them uh, which is referring to Biden and the Democrats, a message by pitching in $10 right now. That was the contents of that email. There's really no shame uh, coming from, from Boebert. And additionally, Boebert has been using calls for her arrest to raise money without responding in any detail to her, to her participation 
in the insurrection, including events that led up to the armed assault on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. And so she keeps fundraising. And now that she's probably maybe implicated in in some way with the insurrection, uh, there was some evidence that maybe she had been making calls, possibly dispersing money to some individuals, um, in addition to probably giving individuals uh, after-hours tours at the Capitol. So all of that has to be uh, has to be found out. There has to be evidence to that, and so uh, we just have to wait and see. More recently, more recently, she has also done some semblance of actual work, if you can call it that. She has collaborated and co-sponsored a number of questionable and somewhat nonsensical House bills that serve no purpose almost if they are passed. Let's take, for example, uh, H.R. 4821. The title of it is Combating the Persecution of Christians in China Act. Oddly, the bill does not reference or extend these protections to American Christians of Chinese descent living or traveling to China. They were just left totally out. It, it is just speaking, uh, I was looking at the, at the bill, and it just refers to people in China who are of Chinese descent, not Americans of China of Chinese descent. So, yeah, so they want them to stop uh, persecuting Christians in their country. That's basically it. It doesn't seem to help Americans in any way. There's House Bill uh, H.R. 4764, and it says, No Critical Race Theory for Our Military Kids Act. Uh, But, I'm at odds with item number 10. And item number 10 uh, is written like this. It says that any of the founding documents to include the Declaration of Independence, Constitution, or Bill of Rights is inherently racist. Does, does the three-fifth compromise in, written in the U.S. Constitution not ring a bell in terms of what what might one construe as racism? I mean, granted, these were terms that were used uh, uh, for, for the three-fifths was a term used for certain purposes back then because of slavery, but that denotes a bit of racism, uh, if you ask me. Both Then both Gates and Bulward came up with H.R. 5765, uh, which is titled Stop AOC Act. And it is a bill to prohibit the use of federal funds for funeral expenses related to COVID-19 deaths. And for other purposes, it is a bill, coincidentally, that undercuts a part of the American Rescue Plan on purpose. So why not stick it to Joe Biden uh, so why not call it why not stick it to Joe Biden Act if, if, if really if that's what it is and let's go to another bill this one is 180 HR 374 and the title of it is 
World Health Organization Accountability Act. And this is to prohibit the availability of United States contributions to the World Health Organization until Congress receives a full report on China and the COVID-19 pandemic and then for other purposes. So we still don't know exactly how uh, COVID-19 came to be. Um, A lot of the scientists agree or they're coming to an agreement that says that um, that it, it came about naturally. It wasn't uh, developed in a weapons-grade place in, somewhere in Wuhan, China, as uh, Republicans seem to perpetuate over and over and over. But we won't know until there is further evidence. Uh, Bobert also co-sponsored a number of crazy pandemic-related bills and H.R. 5613 is another one of these bills. And it's titled, Let Me Travel America Act. It is a bill that prohibits the federal government from mandating vaccination against COVID-19 for interstate travel. Well, because why not restrict travel to individuals that want to spread disease without any Uh, repercussions, I suppose. And then there's this little gem, H.R. 3860. And once again, for audio listeners who are listening here uh, to our podcast on SoundCloud, uh, to prohibit any requirement that a a member of the armed forces receive a vaccination against COVID-19. That one is rather interesting since everyone that joins the military is given about just about all the vaccinations known to us at this time. Everyone that joins gets all of them. No question. No no exceptions. Not even for COVID-19. And as I recall, when I joined the military, you know, many, many years ago, I got all the vaccinations all kinds of shots, maybe even booster shots. And, and there was no uh, clause for me to say I have, uh, I can refuse, none whatsoever. None were presented to me. So I don't expect the military to even bother with that. Um, so which brings us to this. If, as is the case with many Trump Party voters these days, all one is looking for out of politics is politics themed influencer shenanigans or more succinctly entertainment republicans such as lauren bovert marjorie taylor green madison cawthorn mad gates it could be said to they could be said to be doing their job right now remarkably well at that but that standard doesn't mean that their first 100 days in Congress have looked anything like what America expects, or at least at one time expected uh, from members of Congress. Hello all, my name is Renee Hinojosa. I am the host of Political Buzz. Uh, Thank you very much for visiting my uh, channel. Also, uh, in the very near future, I'm going to have a Patreon account. And if you can, please contribute whatever amount you can. Thank you for watching.